Hi, I'm John Byrne with Poets and Quants. Welcome to our continuing series, our deep dive into the Johnson College of Business at Cornell University. Today, we're going to talk about overcoming barriers for international MBAs. As many people know, international applications to U.S. business schools have been down for a few years. There are a number of reasons for that. We'll get into it in our conversation. But my guest today is Drew Pascarella, who's Associate Dean for MBA Programs at Cornell University. Welcome, Drew. Hi, John. Good to see you again. Same here. So what do international students look for with MBA programs, and how does Johnson meet those needs for this particular audience? Yeah, sure. So I, I would say, you know, international students at, at Johnson and really throughout top MBA programs have, have been avid consumers of the U.S. MBA product for, for decades. Um, we have about a third of our class is, is international students, and, and I think they're, they're looking for the U.S. view of the business world. They're looking for, you know, the sort of sophistication of being immersed in U.S. capital markets and in the U.S. sort of innovation zone and sort of tech ecosystems that we have here, and, and many are looking for U.S. placement. And let's talk about the two big elephants right now. One is a lot of anti-immigration rhetoric in this country. And, and people, I think, tend to think, and I think they think this unfairly and inaccurately, that the U.S. is no longer a welcome place for international students. Let's address that elephant first. Yeah, sure. So, you know, I, I would say... There is somewhat more of a negative sentiment around, you know, international or, you know, non-U.S. citizens in the U.S., and I think we're all sort of reeling from that. I would say as it pertains specifically to the business school environment and to the corporate environment, I, I think U.S. corporates are still extremely bullish on international employees, on providing workplaces that are diverse and thoughtful and creative and having, you know, a mix of domestic and international students in, in U.S. corporates and, and global corporates, frankly, is simply good for business. And they're focused on that. You know, one of the more tactical issues that some of the, the U.S. corporates specifically have been facing is the success rate of H-1B visas. So coming out of an MBA program for an international student who needs visa support, they would largely shoot for the H-1B visa. And because of both a cap on the number of visas available and on a, a more restrictive review process, the number of international students coming out of top MBA programs in the U.S., number of students that are able to achieve this H-1B visa has been declining. And that's somewhat troubling for a U.S. corporate that's looking to hire a you know, a, a newly minted MBA with, with a lot to offer and, and seemingly a lot of responsibility put on them, the U.S. corporate takes on a little bit of risk if that, if that international student has to leave the country because their H-1B visa has not been approved. And Drew, that's the second big elephant in the room. Yeah. But I want to go back to the first one about a welcoming environment. Yeah. And I want to assure people that on every university campus in America, International students are not only welcome, they're embraced. Every school is highly interested and keen on diversity and inclusion, and, and particularly in MBA programs where there is a great emphasis on the whole globalization of business and how that's impacted companies and industries all over the world. So I would, I would just want to say that you wouldn't be able to find a more welcoming environment than Cornell University's campus above and beyond 
what you might read in your newspaper is abroad. Yeah, I would agree. Thanks thanks for bringing us back to that. You're 100% right. I mean, I, I would argue, and I've, I've been associated with Cornell and with Johnson since 1999, and, and I would argue that we're more diverse, we're more focused on being welcoming to international students, to uh, affinity group members than we ever have before. And you might even see that we're reacting to sort of the, the environment around around what's happening in corporate, we're, we're reacting to that in a very positive and strong way. And, and this goes up to the president of the university, really, you know, Martha Pollack and, and, uh, and her team, you know, really pushing the notion of being welcoming and inclusive and, and caring and supportive of, of all students, regardless of where they're from. And I'm, I'm very proud of that. You know, we, we have a, a very robust diversity and, and inclusion effort at Johnson. We have actually this year, we're celebrating our, our 20th anniversary of the diversity inclusion office at Johnson. And, and they provide a really nice infrastructure and support network for folks to make sure that we're as inclusive as possible. So that, that side of the house is actually quite strong. You know, I, I would think as an international student in the fall of 2019, you're very happy with the environment at Johnson, generally speaking. And then on the second elephant regarding the uncertainty over whether or not you can get a job in the United States, there's been no uh, dramatic decline in the number of H-1B visas that are actually offered. So there is a sense that it's harder, and it probably is to get a job in the U.S., but it's not impossible. Yep, that's right. Yeah, so the, the acceptance rate is declining, and that's really a function of, of more people applying and of a more restrictive review process. But you're right. I mean, the, the reality is international students are, are still able to place extremely well in the U.S., and I would say it's probably more headline than it is reality. But it's more difficult today in 2019 than, than it was a couple of years ago, and, and we have to be sensitive to that. Right. So what, what happens is, as far as I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that there are fewer companies willing to fill out all the documentation required for an H-1B visa, but there's still many companies, including McKinsey, Bain, BCG, Google, and others that are actively seeking international students and want them. That's right. Yeah. And in fact, on Johnson's campus, there are dozens of companies that actively sponsor international students. And it's, and it's the names you mentioned and, and a list much longer than that. So, you know, it's, it's still, you know, certainly down the fairway for an international student to, to achieve U.S. placement at a, at a top U.S. corporate brand. There's no question about that. So, Drew, what sets Johnson apart from its peers in supporting international students? So, you know, I think it goes back a little bit to to what I was mentioning before. We have this diversity inclusion office, which really sort of sets the tone for the culture and the messaging and the environment that the students are, are welcomed into at, at Johnson. So it's something we spend just a lot of time thinking about and, and talking about and, and providing action on. So, you know, that, that side of it is quite strong. From the perspective of placement, so, you know, coming into a U.S. professional school, the expectation is we're going to be very focused on placement. And for those international students that are looking for U.S. placement, we we have to be very thoughtful and, and very proactive about what that placement effort is. An international student, even if they're looking to go into something like investment banking or, or consulting, their process is a little bit different or could be a little bit different. And, and we layer in an, an international horizontal, if you will, 
to all of the major placement efforts that we have going on in Johnson just to make sure that our international students are as prepared as possible. In fact, we have international student orientation. So this starts pretty early for us. We have international student orientation that starts a couple of days before our preterm that's available for all of our students. And, and we talk very specifically about placement and and some of the assimilation processes that um, really we think help our international students with that eventual placement effort later on in their career. In fact, is there a separate preparation kind of process for international students uh, so that they can more easily achieve the career objectives? Yeah, so I, I, I like to think of it sort of as a horizontal. So if you think about the, the verticals, the major verticals of, of consulting and investment banking and, and marketing and, and tech and general management, our international students are, are plugging into the verticals that we have set up to prepare students for careers inside those industries and with those functions. But the international placement, you know, say providing some help in translating what might be a, a very interesting set of sort of career experiences and academic experiences, but something that happened outside of the U.S., we're going to help them with that translation work. We're going to make sure that the story is really solid, that the that the resume reads well, that the interview process, both technical and, and behavioral, is as polished as possible. So, you know, we think about it both from the perspective of preparing somebody within a vertical and then also providing that sort of horizontal support to things that are specific to international students inside of each one of those verticals. And we're small enough, you know, one, one of the advantages we have is we're, we're small enough to be able to know exactly where every international student sits inside of their processes and what help they might need and, you know, and what strengths that we're going to help them exploit. So this is a sort of first name basis type relationship that we have with, with each of our international students in that regard. And I would think that an important part of the puzzle here is just leveraging the alumni network, which is quite global. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so it's one of the the really points of pride as a as a Cornellian and as a, a Johnson alum to be able to sort of tap into that very very powerful big red network, and we do that both domestically and, and internationally. And we have a pretty well regimented process in place to be able to to do that. So we have regional clubs, and we provide connectivity to the regional clubs. We obviously have alums at all the major firms and. We have a pretty concerted effort on not only recruiting at the firm and holding the sort of institutional relationship, but also having the relationship with the alums at the firms. So, so Dean Nelson, if he's out traveling and he's at Amazon, he'll meet with the, the corporate partners at Amazon, say at the, at the exec level and, and within HR, and then he'll have a meeting with all of our all of our Johnson alums that work there and, and will sort of, you know, reinvigorate the network, if you will, to make sure that they're A, informed about what's going on at Johnson and, and B, organized in their approach to, to pull in the next series of, of Johnson students. So, so we do that quite well um, within corporates. And, and as I said, we do that quite well in, in, a, in an organized fashion with our alumni groups, both domestically and, and internationally. Now, Drew, where do most international students find career success with Johnson? Is it in the U.S. and within certain industries? Is it outside? Is it all over? It's really all over. I mean, I, I think we see, again, about a third of our class um, each year in the two-year program is coming from international locations. And they look from a profile perspective as our overall class looks. So they're interested in banking. They're interested in consulting and in tech and 
marketing and, and general management and and some likely most uh, are looking for US placement and some are looking for, for placement maybe back home or or another major center in the EU or or in Asia or or even South America. So it's it's pretty diverse. It's it's hard to hard to say that we have, you know, half of our students that are looking for international students that are looking for one industry versus another. It's it's pretty diverse. And one of the one of the aspects that we didn't touch on, but I think that is important for people to know, is you have an immersion that really helps bring people very close and into a given industry. For years, you've been in charge, for example, of the investment banking immersion, which really hooks up students with mentors, projects, and internships, and ultimately full-time jobs in that sector. Yeah, so we we do a lot of work. You know, as you think about Johnson being organized on these career verticals, we facilitate that through the Career Management Center, through professional clubs that are student-run on campus, and and through our curriculum. And, and as you mentioned, we have these immersion programs that are sometimes uh, very tightly woven and, and other times a little bit more loosely woven in, inside of each of these verticals, but specific, say, to investment banking or to marketing or to technology. You know, we have an immersion, a package of classes where all students, domestic and, and international, are participating in an experience that readies them for that industry. And we think that's a real differentiator for us. So if you're an international student and you're coming to the US to prepare for, say, a career in banking or a career in tech, if you come into the investment banking immersion or the digital technology immersion, you know, there's there's no better way to prepare you as an aspiring employee inside that, that industry. There's no better way to, to prepare you for for that summer internship and that eventual career. And we think that that's a very powerful differentiator for us. As I mentioned, you know, for the international students, they, they would also have access to that horizontal along the way. So how, how does an international student best utilize the power of each of the immersions for their career aspiration in, in a way that makes them better prepared than anybody else at any top business school? And I think that that combo, that power is, is a, a big differentiator for us. Terrific. Drew, thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. Thanks, John. All right. You've been listening to Drew Pascarella, the Associate Dean for MBA Programs at the Johnson School at Cornell University. This is part of our continuing series, a deep dive into the Johnson College of Business at Cornell University. And this is John Byrne with Poets and Quants. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.